I'm Nathan. And I'm Bobby. And this could be a podcast. It is. I mean, going back to that that book, though, the amusing ourselves to death. I mean, it the 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 ability for social media, and they don't talk about social media at all because it wasn't invented. It wasn't invented, but you can easily draw a parallel to it. But that it's you're basically creating your own reality within a bunch of other realities. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it incredibly hard to have like a critical mind when it comes to things that you don't agree with or to be able to process information. Sure. That you don't necessarily know everything about because you can convince yourself that you know everything about every, every anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, based or at on, least if you're an idiot. But even like a feed, like if you're, you know, yeah, it's, I'm sure there's some interesting studies that have been done on social media and then the, Perceived intelligence of somebody based right. on what they're because it's come out that uh, how many what's what's the percentage of the world that gets their news from Facebook? Oh, Wasn't it's like some, 60 percent. I don't remember. I mean, it's, it was some number like that. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So if that's the case, I mean, and we know that Facebook has algorithms that are catering to what you are you know, showing interest. In, sure. Sure. Then it's only going to keep reinforcing that it's going to the algorithm is going to keep being the algorithm and, right and that's what it's going to do it's going to show you the things that you already want to yeah, see yeah it's a feedback loop for and then sure they, they've also found out that i mean that anger and anger is a very strong anger emotion sells. anger gets a- you a- and gets you involved and gets you hooked and correct and gets I you mean, to watch the next video or gets you to click go, and click and, and click thing. through yeah so they yeah build that in i mean they're not wrong. I mean, no, they're not wrong, but it's something to be aware of, though. I, I and I try to like <clears throat> when I hear something, I try to do a big double check on myself. Like, okay, hold on, I want to believe everything about this. Mm-hmm. I need to pump the brakes a little bit and go look at something else from another source, so I can get like, you know. A full the, grasp. The problem with that, and it's not just the problem with that in general, though, is that there are so many different sources to go to that it's right. it bombards people with too much information. Right. And again, going back to this amusing ourselves to death book, but they would you agree that nothing on television is not show business? Everything on television is show business. Oh, yeah. Everything on. Right. Yeah. And I know I've brought it up before in the past, but like Anchorman 2 didn't get a lot of things right, but it did. It did show. <laughs> How troublesome the twenty-four hour news network can be. Uh yeah. I, I mean, I've been shitting on the twenty-four hour news cycle forever because it's there's not enough there. There's not enough uh, stuff, and the pr- the problem is that it magnifies things that aren't as important. You know, like you know, horrific murders. Okay, it's easy to get swept up in a horrific murder when it's blasting in your face for a three-hour block mm-hmm. when, you know, they, they it didn't happen in your neighborhood. It didn't happen in... Yeah, and going back to, like, what that book was saying, may, maybe if that maybe if that murder happened in your neighborhood, maybe you'd have a peaked interest. Yeah. But other than that, you really should have no uh, interest in the murder uh, outside right. of just, like, oh, wow, did that, that, that happened, that sucks. Yeah. But we're not going to go, like, in-depth and have the Nancy Graces of the world, like, you know, right. do, you know, six weeks of a program about this trial or murder or anything like that, which is right. creating all those things. And right. it's almost like the internet and social media in general consolidates the 24 hour news cycle into 
you know, it crushes it kind of into an even smaller, more condensed time cycle. Where yeah. it's whatever little free bit of time, where, whether that's, you know, 30 seconds or whether that's, you know, 24 hours. Yeah. You have X amount of time, whatever time you can spend to go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole. And yeah. Have you ever checked like the sources of a of an article that you've read? Like, have you ever like gone down and uh, after like one layer? No, I'm not reading any journals. Mm-hmm. You know that I don't have. We're, I'm not going to do that. And that's, I I've only done it a handful of times for things, but it's yeah. But it's again, that's the kind of work that you need to you need to be done. But also, I do my best to ignore like most of the stories that come out about studies. Mm-hmm. I just throw them right the fuck out because right. I don't, I mean, I know that they're horseshit. I know that, oh, this is a, this is a horseshit study. This well, is when it comes down to, I mean, if you're, if you're going to be a, if you're a science major, if you're trying to be a scientist in college, there's basically, I mean, you can be published or you can teach, maybe yeah. work in a lab. Right. Yeah. But really the, the money is in getting published. I mean, yeah. you can, get a nice tenure job being a professor. Right. But if you're looking to make some significant money, you want to get published. And it's then it's just like any other yes. any other entertainment endeavor, basically. You sure. have to have some idea of what the people that you are pitching to want to hear. And yeah. That's where right. study after study can come out and say all these crazy they just they can say anything. I mean it doesn't have to be crazy or yeah. insane or whatever. But yeah. they can just if they know something's selling or if they know something has a more higher likelihood of getting published. Right. And the number of, and there's some really good work. I'm trying to remember who did that, where they they went through and tried to recreate studies, uh, replicate studies, yeah. replicate. You know, okay, we're, let's try to replicate the findings of this study, and a lot of them were like, well, th- nope, we tried this multiple times and we got nowhere close to the numbers that you're doing. This is clearly bullshit, and this is bad science. Yeah. yeah, many scientific studies cannot be replicated. That's a problem. <laughs> Did you write that headline? <laughs> <laughs> I, I turned down that. I turned down that job for the Washington Post. Me and the Wapo. Yeah, we call it the Wapo around here. <laughs> Me and the Wapo. We've got our problems. Mostly, it's that uh, Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> of course, it's that Meryl Streep movie. By the way, it's not. We really know who ran that show. I, I'll take movies. I have zero interest in watching for a hundred. Alex. We we watched that. We saw that in theaters. You went and watched the post in theaters. Yeah, no. It was it was uh, David Cross was in it. Which no, was Dave, Bob Odenkirk was in and it. David Cross. They David both... Cross and Bob Odenkirk were in that movie. Mm-hmm. They both were. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, that's good. You know what? I'm really into Mr. Show. <laughs> we'll get those guys in my newsroom drama. Yeah. Now we'll look it up because we we need to follow up on this here. So over the course of four years, 270 researchers attempted to reproduce the results of a hundred experiments that had been published in three prestigious psychological journals, and then uh, they said they only concluded that they succeeded just 39 times. That's not good. That's not good. That's bad. But again, how many of those studies were put out into the world, right. considered fact, reported on as fact, and then and that's and like, then it's like if a, if a, like CNN gets something wrong or if any any news well, outlet gets anything wrong, there's no, never a retraction. No, there'd never power. be a retraction because for of those news articles and news reports, you know, 
most of them were fucking puff pieces. They were just garbage puff pieces. Oh, oh my gosh, chocolate and wine consumption and eating egg whites and shit like that. Yeah. Well, now we live in a much more, uh, I mean, the level of trust in a study or right. uh, a clinical clinical trial is put up on much higher of a, uh, I guess, Pedestal? pedestal that's what i was looking for yeah, i was gonna say monument looking? but i was like that's not correct no. but yeah much higher pedestal yeah and you need to understand that there's still to think that it's been erased in you know the five years since this article was written mm-hmm. and now everything's just right is no. kind of ridiculous no no it's it's a problem i mean yeah publication bias that's small sample sizes all that kind of stuff just some junk science and also just some really lazy science reporting. Um, and that just goes to people who just don't have fundamental understanding of the scientific method. Um, difficulty in uh, this, I think, when we're talking about worldviews and stuff, you know, being able to think critically about stuff. I, I mean, I don't know if you underthink it, but I think that I'm a critical thinker. I do try to understand and, you know, question and, and look things through a, prism of curiosity Mm -hmm. uh, rather than you know i understand facts and this is facts i always love asking questions because i like understanding where things come from and why things are the way they are uh you know i I have a curious mind that's why i'd make a good reporter (laughs) or a good writer (laughs) i'm just throwing in i think you should leave references god i love that show it's a good show but it's okay but wait, so it's just because uh, I think you're right. I think the the tackling of like the scientific method or just critical thinking in general, because a lot uh, we, I know we've talked about it on the podcast before, but you basically now view news or your source of news as your comfort zone. And it's your the thing you supposedly trust. And therefore, right. all the information that you get from that is trustworthy, because I think a lot of people that watch, I'll just go polar polar ends of the spectrum but the fox news is and the cnn's of the world the people yeah. that watch those programs b- don't really question what they're hearing on that right on those channels everything right. that's being said is correct for the majority of people watching i uh, my thing do you think that the like, the actual news segments that they put together like news that showed during the middle of the day what like bias percentage would you put on that as compared to the evening programs, the, their evening blogs. The opinion based Because yeah. that's another problem, too, where there's, you know, there's a newspaper, a, right? And you're writing an article based on journalistic yes. you know, integrity and research and everything. And then there's the op-ed, which right. a lot of going back to everything on television and show business. Well, the, the op-ed sec- segment of any news channel is proven to be more popular than the just we're going to read today's news right because right usually more bombastic bombastic and then just usually uh again speaks to the people that already agree with what sure you know they they want to hear yeah but uh i want to be questioned i mean that's why i hang out with you yeah <laughs> i guess <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is it's, it's interesting to i don't know i don't watch i don't watch the news for the same reason that I mean, I don't watch the news because I don't think it's being unbiased. I think there's a heavy bias, and I think it can it can uh bleed into all 
aspects of yeah. the news programming. So whether you know you're watching the news report, you know them just reporting on the news. Yeah, yeah. Is the bias as much as it is when it's Tucker Carlson or you know Rachel Maddow? No, but there's still some. There's still an earpiece. You think in Wolf the ear. Britzel Blitzer is given to you straight? No, no. Okay. I don't think you get the job if you do. I mean, have you heard about the apology that like Fox News and uh, what's the Newsmax? I think was the other one. Newsmax, yeah. Yeah, like basically they got a letter from somebody that said you got to start walking back this this uh, oh, voter machine stuff. Yeah, and they did like they just didn't turn on a dime. And yeah, they start walking it back. I mean, like well, nothing that we've no research that we've done, no uh, you know journalistic research we've done has found anything to do with uh, voter fraud or anything with these companies and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. well, you've spent the last you know, month doing it, saying you know you're yeah. you're using it to get people to watch, right? And right at the core of that, I don't mind if you want to use something to get people to watch. I just want the the public to have an an, an idea that they're they're doing it to make you feel a certain way. Like they they're not. I think a lot of the people watch television or watching the news, they believe the news mm-hmm. and. Kind of like the whole thing when a like when a company does a virtue signaling commercial, that company doesn't really think that they're right. just doing that because they know it will make you feel a right. certain way. Except for the Budweiser nine eleven commercial. <laughs> what was that one? I don't. It was Clydesdales. I'm sure it was just nine eleven. I can't remember it, but it made a lot of people cry. And every every so often, I'll have cousins or people from back on down home. And be like, oh man, this only aired once, and it's the most touching tribute to. But it's not. It's a. It's to but, get you yeah. to associate patriotism yeah, with Budweiser. I, think, I, be, I bet Budweiser kind of felt bad about nine eleven. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even go that far. Budweiser as a collective. If you really felt bad about nine eleven, you wouldn't try to make money off of it. No, they were honoring people. Right, but was Budweiser uh, prominently featured? I think they just put their logo at the end. Cool. And maybe the Clydesdales. Well, I don't fucking remember. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, but there's also a, there's a litany of other commercials that have gone through, yeah. and they just do these things where it's like, you know, now you have the Black Lives Matter, and now you have, uh, you know, unprecedented times and shit like that. Like, Burger King doesn't give a fuck about your unprecedented times. They want you to keep <laughs> buying their burgers. That's Tell you what, I am surprised, speaking of Burger King, just how busy fast food restaurants are have you noticed this at all mm-hmm. have you noticed like the absolutely ridiculously long lines yeah you want fast food restaurants and i and i've actually thought about this Hit before me. because i think the amount of people that spent a surprising amount of time inside of a fast food restaurant the, we could never calculate that because we'd never spend time inside of a fast food restaurant for a long period of time i think they're I think or just there sitting was, there watching the parking lot right yeah i think there was a large percentage or a bigger population of people that spent time in a fast food restaurant than any of us would care to believe. Ah, uh, yeah. And I now they can't be in there. I guess. I don't know. And now like, they're waiting in line. Now they're waiting in line, blocking traffic. Right. Like I, I saw somebody parked in the middle of JFK trying mm-hmm. to get into Burger King. Burger I'm like, you are blocking traffic. Like, and every so often we'll pass there. I'm like, why would you stop here? Well, think about all. Why the, would you not keep well, keep going? Think about all the people writing poor scripts and books in a Starbucks. Just uh, that's that's. I guess 
that's a percentage of the population. But then there's also the, you know, the people that just sit at a Burger King. Now, I don't know what those people sitting at a Burger King are doing, but yeah, there was reading more the paper, reading the paper that's there. Probably reading the paper, drinking coffee, you know. Yeah. But there were more of those people than I ever thought existed in the world. And I, now they're showing themselves in a physical form by waiting in a line that never seems to end at yeah. every fast food place. It's it's ridiculous. I do spend time inside fast food restaurants, though. Really? What do you do inside I, well, fast food restaurants? Sometimes I'll go eat at Hardee's over lunch. And just and I and, and I will sit there. I'd rather sit there on my phone and not talk to anybody rather than walk, you know, my food back to my office. Okay. Because it's right there. Okay. Do and you feel sad when you sit in a fast food restaurant eating no, by there's yourself? No, because there's a n- number of other people just doing the same thing. Doing the same thing. And that goes to my point. Just there's already quietly just eating their food on their phone, ignoring <laughs> the world. <laughs> And just, it's, I would, I think I would have an easier time going to a fast food restaurant and eating alone than I would a bar or a restaurant. Mm, have you yeah. ever eaten alone at a, at a restaurant? Let's just say a restaurant. I think so. Like gone to a place where they sit you down at a table yeah. and it's just you. I think so. Really? I want to say yes. Maybe, was that when I went to Mobile? Mm-hmm. When I went down to Mobile for uh, the senior bowl. And the guy I went down with got like deathly ill with COVID. <laughs> no, no, this no, this is pre-COVID, and he just got like he just got the flu. Okay, <laughs> like on the way so down, COVID. like he was just like he kind of felt like yeah, man, he's like I kind of feel like shit, mm-hmm. and, you know. And I'm like, oh, well, that sucks, man. And then we got finally got to the hotel, and he's like, I am. This isn't happening. Mm, this, I cannot do this. I, I'm like, oh. Did you guys have a separate room? Or? No, we shared a room. It was it was interesting. Ooh. Yeah, it was a, you know. So you wanted to go to uh, a Bennigan's. Yeah, right. Uh, no, so. Where'd I, you so, go? Huh? I don't remember where I went. What'd you eat? Well, I, like, I went out to the bars just by myself, mm-hmm. which was a hoot just because, you know, me, just random guy, mm-hmm. like, well. I'll go make friends in Mobile. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. You probably meet a lot of friends in Mobile, Alabama. I did. Yeah. I did. I found a really. I'm like, you know, you know, look, pulled up my phone. I'm like, oh, this bar kind of looks interesting. And mm-hmm. there's a their little hub of downtown bars and stuff. I'm like, well, yeah, we'll try this one out. Okay. And uh, loved it. The, it was called the Alchemist or the Alchemy. I can't remember what. But you don't remember what you ate or where you ate. I don't remember how much I ate, really. Mm-hmm. Alone, but I drank alone. Well, and that's different. That's a whole different subset. <laughs> just can you imagine I, the drive-through lines if the bars couldn't be open, and then right. the amount of people that because I, I think we do have a, a pretty good grasp on the amount of people that are at a bar consistently. Right. I I did Ragbri alone. Mm-hmm. Ragbri is the registers great uh, ride across I uh, bike ride across Iowa. Oh, if you're familiar, I, I, am familiar. I mean, you're familiar with him, but mm-hmm. for the listeners, and for the listeners, uh, so it's a, it's a, it's, bi- a, it's a bicycle ride, a week long bicycle ride, stopping at bars and that goes bars. from the Missouri river on the west side of Iowa to the Mississippi river on the east. Mm-hmm. And you dip your, t- you dip your, your back tire in the Mississippi, I mean, in the Missouri, and then you dip your front tire in the, in the, oh, I did not Mississippi. know that. That's the part of the thing, but I was going to do it with my brother. <laughs> 
And he's like, uh, I got laid off. <laughs> so I don't have a job and I don't feel comfortable right now taking, you know, a okay. week. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. All right. So I did it just by myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was really interesting, like forcing myself to talk to people and, and he's like, oh, hey, hey, what, what's up? How you doing? It's always weird because you have to be the initiator of the conversation. Right. Rarely do people walk up to you and start talking to you. I, had, I mean, when you're alone, there was one other guy that I like ran into two or three times, and we hung out, like, and he was just doing it by himself too. Mm-hmm. He was kind of an odd duck. And <laughs> Ships passing in the night. <laughs> it's just like a hey. fisherman always spots another fisherman. You know, just like yeah, but you know, just sitting, sitting there eating, uh, you mm-hmm. know, turkey legs on the side of the road by yourself and tacos and just. <laughs> Just taking naps. I, I mean, don't, I mean, I wasn't it's, alone. It sounds sad when you put the imagery together. <laughs> I mean, it really does. I mean, I'm surrounded by ten thousand other. It people. all depends on how you're eating <laughs> the turkey leg, though. Because if Just, or the taco, like if the taco falls or out, or pork pork chop on a stick. That's yeah, a, that's the big thing. Is that one? Yeah. It all but, depends. Like if you're eating it normally, that's fine. But you can really right. eat it sad. I can just eat it sad and just look at all the. Well, literally thousands of people just going by. Mm-hmm. I, I the, my thing was. Ragbri, when it was told to me, it was by my brother's, like, fairly heavy set friend, mm-hmm. high school friend. He's like, it's great. You just go, you drink a beer at every little town along the way, and, you know, you take your time. It's I'm like, oh, okay. It wasn't that. Uh, no, it was that. Uh, but I found out I can't drink beer and then get back on a, on bicycle. a bicycle. I just, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, first little town, it is yeah. 8 a.m., I'm going to have a beer. Mm-hmm. And went and had a beer, and then I'm like, all right, let's keep on riding. And then I started riding, I'm like, oh. This sucks. This <laughs> sucks. <laughs> is, there so, a, there, is there an escape valve on Ragbrack? And you'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to stay at this house, just come back for me later, I'm, guys. I'm done. I need somebody We're to come pick here. me. I need somebody to pick me up. Uh, please. I'll be eating alone at this bar and restaurant. Uh, yeah, so, so I mean, and so, and then I just figured, oh no, I just, I won't drink all day. And, oh, well. And then just. That's an option, I guess. And then just go and just drink all night. <laughs> I guess. I had a, I mean, great time with a couple dudes and, uh, and just, hey, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? You want a beer, man? Yep. <laughs> hey, let's hang out. All right. And we'll just, we'll just chit chat. All right. Cool. Yeah. Just sitting there on the side of the road, just drinking beers, uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's always seemed, but like also I make friends. I make friends. I'm a lovely guy. Well, it seems like half of Ragbri would be fun. It's the the riding the bike would suck. It wasn't bad. Like, I mean, I I got done with the first day, and my knee, like was it was like pain I've never felt before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god. I don't know if I'm going to be able to like do this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm limping. I'm like, and I'm like, Oh, Hey, Hey guys who are like 10 years older than me. I'm like, Hey, do you like my knee fucking hurts a lot? They're like, yeah, just go get some Ben gay. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I'm like, Icy hot. I don't know. I'm like, know. Oh, okay. And then the next day I got up, I'm like, Oh, okay. I think I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then it got going. I'm like, Oh, Nope, I need, I got to stop like every like five miles and just rest for 20 minutes because my leg hurts. And sure enough, I found some Ben Gay. Oh, you didn't put on I, Ben Gay that no, night? No, I didn't. Oh, like, I couldn't have I'm it. like, uh, uh, I don't know if I believe you. Yeah. Random Gay. It was a pretty small sample. Well, 
Sorry. <laughs> ben Gay and Icy Hot will get the job done. I don't know of it because I never used it ever. Oh. And then I was just like, uh, then I stopped at a little guest at a little uh, mm-hmm. uh, little town's uh, drugstore. Mm-hmm. And okay, all right. And sure, <laughs> I'm like, oh, well. This makes. Sense. I don't know what's in it, but man, it's working. Oh, jeez, I can't. That's one of those things I don't. I never want to read the ingredients of it, because it. I mean, icy hot. It's. I'm an icy hot man. We're an icy hot household. Yeah. Um. But, man, Shaq does not lead you down the wrong path when he's hit, ice, when he's ice hocking the, a product. Ice the cool. I don't know. Was it? Icy to dull the pain. Dull the pain and warm to, warm to ease it, it away. Something like that. Yeah. Fuck if it's not effective though. Really? Maybe I just need to start using more of it. I uh. I, I once, it was when I, the beginning stages of having shingles, uh, mm. when I, I know, I think it was the last podcast I talked about this. Riveting stuff. Riveting shingles talk. But I was playing in, <laughs> in my, in my rock band and it, it's really bad back pain. I don't know if you had that when you had shingles. But. Uh, for, mine was just like weird, like pins and needles kind of a feeling mm-hmm. and just like, just constant weird pins and needles feeling. Mine like was. on my, on my side, I'm like. And it's mm-hmm. just always like, it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, I'm like dying. Ah. I had a really bad fit like, when we, we had to go in Chicago and play a show. And I it was all up and down my back. I was in fucking pain. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, guys. I literally was like, there was a, on the stage, there was this uh, post that was, you know, support beam that they couldn't move. Uh. So it was just in the middle. I was just leaning up against that whole thing the entire time. I was just playing the show, leaning up against it. Rode in the back of... Uh, in the not the trunk of the car it was like a blazer kind of thing so yeah, you know the sure. the trunk is just a seat without a seat laid down the entire way home like on the back it was just bad and uh the next morning i was i was fucked up and so i went to i think i went to two different chiropractors and they like because i was just like this isn't working you need you need to do this again <laughs> you need to do this again and then i went over to my buddy's place and he was like oh you should try some uh Icy hot and some Tylenol. Uh, what was it? It was it. It wasn't Tylenol PM. It was like Tylenol extra strength or something like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, a heavy pain reliever and yeah. A heavy pain reliever and after going to the two chiropractors and you know <laughs> <laughs> putting on icy hot, smoking a joint, and then taking a Tylenol extra strength, about fifteen minutes later, I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty. This good. Will, this works. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was it Hillbilly uh, Vicodin? Uh, so uh, a friend, Go on. a friend who's married to a nurse. She's like, uh, "Yeah, I just I just take a Hillbilly Vicodin." I'm like, "What? Yeah, go on, please." Like, "Yeah, just uh, take like 600 ibuprofen and 400 <laughs> Tylenol all at the same all time, same time. <laughs> and just like, and it takes care of everything." And I'm like, "Well, that's you know, it's going after two of your major organs, but uh, yeah." That's the whole thing with sometimes I, you know it's like you know if it's a long day and I just got beat the shit out of you know mm-hmm. carrying and lugging shit around and everything it's like yeah I need to I'm just gonna take a shot of whiskey and a hillbilly bike and then I'm just gonna go. You've pop done off. that? No, not the shot of whiskey part because I don't shoot, I don't drink whiskey. But, but the hillbilly yeah, oh, yeah, oh, you've yeah. done that? Yeah. Wow. yeah. I mean, you're not you're not doing it every two hours. <laughs> That's true, technically. <laughs> Yeah, but it's I. This is my whole thing with pills. Like it's, it's always getting yeah. in my head with drugs and everything like that too. Like drugs in pill form, even edible form, always fuck with my brain because you. There's no way to gauge how much you're, how much it's going to affect you. I take a pill, 
And it's like, okay, cool. I'll wait and see what this thing does to me. Sure. And then it's going to do something for an extended period of time. When I'm smoking, you know, mm-hmm. I can like, oh, if I take a little puff, I know how much that's going to control. Like if I could yeah. take, yeah. and I've done it with, uh, with shrooms a lot. Like shrooms, you know, some people just like take a handful of shrooms and just shove them in their mouth and eat them. You don't do that? I don't do that. I oh. Do you recommend that? I mean, I've done it. And that's one way to live your life. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't care what happens to you for the next ten hours, by all means, grab a grab a handful of them and shove them in your mouth and have fun. But I would always, I would always take like the the head or the stem, and I would just like eat a little bit, and be like, all right. And then when, because the room shifts when you're on a psychedelic, sure. you know, the room just goes whoa, and yeah. then all, all of a sudden everything's different. Is that a technical term? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Cool. I read it in a s- clinical study. Um, but it, 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 as soon as you can see the rooms kind of start doing that, and then you're like, okay, now I'm going to live in this for like 10, 15 minutes and see if I want to take some more, if I want to keep the feeling going. Sure. You know, again, just, I don't know. It, it's, I guess the equivalent would be if you want to just chug a whole bottle of, you know, tequila or vodka versus don't having, do that. versus just having like little shots every, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes to see if like, oh, I feel good. Yeah. I can do another one instead of just drinking the whole bottle right away. Sure. And that's what it feels like to take a pill to me. Oh. Is drinking the whole bottle. Yeah, that's why you don't I mean you go by recommended doses. For well here's starters. the thing when you buy drugs from a drug dealer. Uh there's <laughs> there is no, no there's no recommended <laughs> dose. There's no like little thing. Take one tab of acid, you know, every twelve hours. Mm-hmm. There's none of that. It's just like, here you go. Do, what do you recommend? And that's why you need a Sherpa of some sort. And too. that's the times that there when I went out to Coachella and I had one of my weirder uh mdma mdma experiences mm-hmm. got it from a guy that i knew and trusted and everything like that and he was the one that again i had a sherpa basically yeah. and he said you know take this and only take one of them and then make sure you're hydrated and shit like that and yeah but again if anybody else getting in that and that's why there's you know the edm uh festival circuit that was so big you yeah. know, six years ago or whatever there were so many problems because people would just be buy, you'd buy a shit ton of ecstasy or MDMA yeah. or anything like that, and you'd be like, "Yeah, just I have all these pills." Ugh. Good night, yeah. you know. And then you're already prone to be dehydrated in any of those situations. So there's there's no doctor's <laughs> directions <laughs> or suggestions. There's no doses. there's no yeah recommended dosage. No, but there is on the back of generic Tylenol. I'm just letting you know there is. But I, again, I've never I just never yeah. I you're just like an pills. aspirin guy. I'm not a pill guy. Yeah. I don't like pills. It's not a regular thing, but yeah, enough. I just, I mean, even if something is mundane. It's Tylenol. It's Tylenol. And ibuprofen. Don't even like it. Hmm. Nope. It works. Yeah, it does. I know. I'm not yeah, I'm just denying you know. its efficacy. I'm just, let, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. It works. Like, And it's, I mean, don't take too much. Clearly, because that's, I mean, it ruins well, your there's also, kidneys. Well, and that's and part of it, ruins your too. liver. Yeah, that's so. That, I mean, uh, I can't Yeah, remember. it affects your. Tylenol uh, goes after your liver, and ibuprofen goes after your kidneys. Yeah, and that's that's the part that fucks with me. And it's, well. Because I'm like, I don't want those things fucked with. Well, no, I, well, you just, you can't do it for, I mean, their regulations, mm-hmm. which are extremely on the safe side. You know, they're they're erring on the side of let's not fuck this up, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You can't say we didn't tell you not to. <laughs> right. That's the kind of thing. Right. So, I mean, yeah, don't 
Yeah, you're not supposed to take it. But I, and it also comes down to, though, like I have a number of friends throughout my life, different people. Yeah. That their approach to drugs, even something like Tylenol or anything like that, yeah. it's just like, fuck it. Give me as many as I, give me as many Ugh. as possible, you know? And it's like, yeah, I don't, no, I don't want to approach it no, that way. No, that's not me. And I don't like to, uh, I don't, I, something with pills is once it's in your body, I can't get it out. I don't like that. I, it's commitment issues, I think, is what it. I, that's what it is. It sounds like commitment. Tell me issues. about your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lovely marriage, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's interesting. Yeah, mm. I don't. I don't know. I. I just. I'm. I'm cool with it. I don't know. I'm not gonna. But I don't do every. I don't take things to the limit. You don't drop drugs. Just constantly. No. <laughs> no. I don't. I'm not a. I don't partake. It's just. I have a good enough time living life, living life on booze, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, I think my, my, uh, tequila and vodka analogy will, will suffice at least. That's how I feel. That's how I can no, put it just in chugging nutshell. like a fifth, not taking Tylenol, but if you're, yeah, if you're taking how much, what was the hillbilly Vicodin? I remember when I say 600, mm-hmm. 600 and 400. So, I mean, but to me, the though, great thing is the great thing is that about, seems like drinking. Uh, well, yeah, because you know. I mean, it, you want to you can't do that every hour, and that's like one every. You can do that. I think six hours probably is what's recommended. I can't remember. <laughs> For really like it. Yeah, <laughs> and because like that's the great thing about uh, Tylenol and and ibuprofen is that they do attack different parts of your organs. <laughs> and so you can so it's a great way to manage pain and, and manage fevers is doing every other one. Yeah. So uh, you know, this, I have heard actually some people yeah, would, so this hour yeah. or not this hour. Yeah, this hour I can take uh, my ibuprofen mm-hmm. and an hour I can take some Tylenol yeah. and just and you can ride out, out that way mm-hmm. until, you know, shit stops fucking up. Or your fever goes away, or you can actually get to, into the doctor. Yeah, but and it's not good, and it's enough for your body to process um, each individual pill at a time. Mm-hmm. That's a, it. Yeah, it's it's just it's never been my thing, and it's because of the unknown of it. I don't want my kidneys or my liver to be attacked. I I do enough attacking on them myself. So yeah, it's, well, I and once again, it's my preservation. The idea of waking up every morning. And or pills. or in popping pills or going to bed every night and popping pills. Well, that shows some real problem. I mean, that shows a problem of. I mean, even I mean, prescription yeah. stuff. I I saw a commercial today. I was watching a football game, and it was. They're talking to an audience again, like people that go to a fast food place. Like mm-hmm. maybe there's more of these people out in the world that I that I know of. But you I mean, don't it was, talk to your doctor about Cialis. It was something. It was like a late thirties, forty year old guy who has so many pills in his day that he can't keep them all track. And like the whole premise of the commercial was in these challenging times, it's, it's really easy to get lost and um, be confused about losing track of things and everything like that, even taking your pills. So CVS is going to give you your pills pre-packaged, in yeah. a prepackaged formula yeah. by time. So you know when to take them and everything like that. And it's like, this guy's in his forties. Yeah. Th- like that's, how many, why should you have that many that's pills? That's for old people. But that's it's a, but why isn't an old person? It wasn't an old person at all. So so the old person doesn't go, oh, that's a young person. So it's okay if I do it because they're <laughs> not just going after old fuddy duddies like Maybe. me. But I I wouldn't uh, you know didn't I wouldn't discount that there's a percentage of people out there that are 
you know, in their 40s that still have a shit ton of pills that they're taking. Yeah, I mean, probably. Maybe. I'm not one of them. I'm not either. Well, we're not in our 40s. Yeah. Should be on blood pressure. Is that a thing? I don't go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he takes Hillbilly Vicodin. That's I what just, he does. I, I get my blood drawn for insurance once a year, and that's it. No. No. I don't, yeah, I don't like the doctor. I don't like going. I mean, it's fine. I went for a while ago for my plantar fasciitis because apparently I'm an old man. <laughs> Between that and the It's funny and how being an old shingles, man sneaks up, sneaks up on you. Like, it's bad. Like, my shoulder hurts. My ankle hurts. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it was Louis C.K. who had a bit about. Yeah. Well, it's just going to hurt. You're just, you just hurt now. That's just what it's going to You just hurt now. Your 20-year-old will. <laughs> it's just like. We'll fix it. We'll get you in surgery. Absolutely. What? I'm like, uh, what the fuck? Is that what the, this is what Louis C.K. is talking about? I'm just worried that I'm going to go to the doctor. Like, well, guess what? You're not a spring chicken mm-hmm. and you're overweight. And uh, also, yeah, you should probably do something about, you know, your heart rate or something. I don't know what they say at the doctor. That's that's doctor speak right there. <laughs> I've seen a lot of ER. That's how they talk. You watch a lot of ER? <laughs> should, yeah. George Clooney or Noah Weil walking in. Like, I don't know. You got like a high a heart rate or something. Um, so they should probably do something about that. I don't know. Yeah. Is there room for a, like a shitty ER show? Like where oh, they're not paid enough? Uh, like, it's not, not children's hospital. Uh, no, I don't remember. Are you familiar with children's hospitals? No. It was a adult swim show. Oh, was it? Um, then maybe that idea's already happened. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, Show. I would put show on the end of that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Instead of Boston's Children's. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> it showed up. Uh, yeah, it was just. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Rob Corddry, uh, David Wayne. Yeah. Jesus There's, Christ, seven seasons. I mean, they're like they're like ten, ten minute episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean it's a classic Adult Swim show. I think that was what I didn't like about Adult Swim. And it's not that I didn't like Adult Swim. It's just that it was so all over the place yeah. that you never knew when you were tuning into any point in time what you what were, were going to see. So it oh, wasn't yeah. like, oh, I like this, so I want to tune in now. It was like, oh, this is on. What the fuck are we watching? I don't know. Right? Unless I started it when it started, like when Adult Swim started, and then just sure. rode that ride. It was really hard to jump in and be like, Huh? What the fuck's going on here? Um. Yeah. Like, because I loved Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I'd like, yeah, that was a weird show. It was a weird fucking show. And have, when was the last time you tried to watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Uh, no. Nope. It's been way too long. It's it's definitely a time and a place. It's not that it's not funny, <laughs> right? But it's uh, it's just like honestly, like the bits about okay, um. Uh, we got this belt that's focused on journey songs and foreigner, foreigner songs, and uh, you can use the power of foreigner yeah. to do stuff and make people head games, and uh, you and know, see double vision, <laughs> double vision. Like, I mean, it's not a horrible bit, but it's it's j- and that's what it is. It's just like it's shitty bits that we would come up with, and, <laughs> and they just had a TV show. <laughs> they just had a TV show. That's kind of what I felt. I don't know. I mean, I, I also MCP thought it kind of. Yeah, MCP pants and, but there was, that was sort of the I don't know if it was the start, but it was definitely uh, along the path of the, it's so random, it's funny. 
because sure. it's just so random. Yeah, and I love avant-garde and I love absurdist humor. Like that's something to this day I still enjoy. I'm trying to think of what's a movie that is way super weird. It makes no sense. Though. I love the uh, I feel like an evening with it. Beverly Laughlin. I thought that was I yeah absurdist and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, it did tail off a little bit in the last like 30 minutes of the movie. I don't but, like. I am just always, when I watched an evening with Beverly Laughlin, I was just like, I might have overhyped it in the. Maybe that's the problem. I, I was just like, I don't. What is happening? What is this? This is all very weird. Yeah, and that's okay, but I don't know if it needs to be this weird. I don't know. I, it was super. It it carried on at the end. It, the last like. I gotta say, twenty thirty minutes where the show keeps keeps getting postponed. I feel like they postponed it one or two too yeah. many times, right? Yeah. And but I loved how dry it was again because I had no idea. Incredibly dry. I had no idea what I was getting into when I sat down <laughs> to watch it. And so when I texted you about it, yeah, it was probably it was just probably about halfway through. Yeah. And thought I was confident it was going to land the plane, but yeah. it didn't. Nope. I mean. It didn't Listen, land the plane as well as possible. The plane didn't crash, but when it's Craig Robinson, and the entire time, all you hear is him like communicate via grunts. grunts. That bit has only so many legs, but but like Emil Hirsch's character, but it pays and, no, but it pays off. Yeah, when he has when like he his performance is like weird shanties, mm-hmm. which is like what? Yeah, it's it's again where. To be effectively weird and avant-garde with that that kind of humor, you do have to have a good payoff. Like, mm. not like Napoleon Dynamite had a good payoff to the movie. Uh, yeah, for being as weird as it was, it also wasn't like super cartoonish, but there was definitely cartoon elements of it. Uh, certainly, and certainly. There's always the, the grounded in reality aspect of it. Of like, there's just a dance that this kid I think is going to. I, my thing is with Napoleon Dynamite. Like everybody knew. You know some of those people, or at least yeah, yeah, the, uh, a version of that. They person. knew a version of those. Yeah, I don't know. Like my wife sometimes will like talk about like she gave her sister like a painting, uh, I mean a drawing of an angel, mm-hmm. and she'd be like, "It took me like so long to get the shading on this upper lip <laughs> just right," and she'd say that, and she means it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, all I think about is Napoleon Dynamite's shitty drawing. Right. And, I mean, this is a very nice paint picture of a of a, an angel, but uh, yeah. And maybe that's, well, maybe that's the the split of like weird comedy is that when it's when it's weird, but it's still somewhat grounded in reality in a sure. way that's uh, not. It doesn't even have to be believable, but at least is accessible. You know. Sure. It it makes it a lot easier to. I, I forgive the the weirdness of yeah. What's because um, like in in Napoleon Dynamite, it's a good example. It's like every, everyone knew a kid like that in high school. There oh, yeah. was a kid like yeah. that in everyone's yeah. high school. Yeah. Now whether it was to that extent or anything like that, who, who right, cares? right. But there was definitely the kid too that was like, "Give me some of your tots," and then like would kick you in the leg if you didn't, you know, do what he said. Yeah. Right. There was definitely that guy too. So there's this grounded. There's this level of reality right. that exists within this absurdist world that you're creating versus like an Aqua Teen Hunger Force where it's absurd to start. I mean, they started off, they were fighting crime for like the first two episodes. And I thought it was funny. Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought it was funny that they would reference that every once in a while. Like, remember when we were solving crimes? You know, 
because then it just became yeah. something else. And obviously things can grow and become whatever they want. Yeah. But sure. Um, the going back and watching that again, I would much rather watch Napoleon Dynamite than an episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Did you watch The Lobster? Is that a movie you watched? I haven't. No, it's been on my list of movies. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, do me a favor. Look Colin at that. Colin Farrell. You got a problem with Colin Farrell? I don't have a problem with Colin Farrell. You got Farrell. a problem with John C. Riley? It's a it's a mood thing for me. It always feels like it's a very it's a very very dry movie. By the way, you so this guy. What other movies did he make? Yorgos Lanthanamonas. He he made a movie called Dogtooth. That was the which is just as fucking absurd. He's got a different style with his movie posters. Uh, yeah, Dogtooth. Dogtooth. Uh, I never watched The Secret and The Favorite. I watched The Favorite. That was um. Yeah, it, I I've looked at this movie, uh, The Lobster, every you know, a lot of times when we come about movies. Yeah. But it's always like, yeah. Dogtooth is. Uh, I don't know if it's as weird. Like three teenagers. I mean, uh, live isolated without leaving their house because their overproductive parents say they can only leave when their dog tooth falls out. It's it's fucking weird. Is a dog tooth a fang? Is that the is, what, what is the dog yeah, what is a dog it's, tooth? It's a super weird. No, it's just all weird. Well what's a dog tooth? I don't know if that's a real thing. Oh. I mean they might call it a canine tooth, I guess. I don't know. Maybe the parents and you haven't seen that one? No, I saw that one. A hound's but, tooth? Hmm, like a sweater? What that's what Ricky from Trailer Park Boys wears. <laughs> uh, okay, so this guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Dogtooth was really fucking absurd. So is the Lobster. I'm trying to think of some other movies that were, like, I feel like Visioneers, starring Zach Galifianakis. Hmm. Don't know if I. Visioneer. Is it that or uh, E? I think it's two E's. Double E's. Twenty two thousand eight. Yeah, that's so fucking weird. What a weird ride Zach Gal- Galifianakis has had. Well, that's why I go back to like watching Fat Man was kind of like a. It wasn't absurdist. It wasn't like. It was an interesting take on Santa Claus. Yeah. Like, it nothing was, the world that they created wasn't unbelievable any more so than Santa Claus existing anyway. Yeah. And so like then they like tied in like Santa Claus has like a government subsidy with with the government that right. is based on the amount of presents given. And I'm like, okay, well that okay, they're bringing like economics into how Santa Claus would actually work and everything with that. And then kids are getting so shitty that more kids are getting cold and presents, so the the amount that he's being subsidized is less than it costs for him to actually run Santa's village, you know, oh. Santa's whole production. What are the elves? Yeah, yeah, and the elves. Again, how seriously do you need the Santa Claus movie to be to be like this is ridiculous? This would never happen. It's it's kind it's kind of like the argument never would hold sure. water because you're sure. he's like that would never that's ridiculous. This, this is so stupid. It's like first off, we're making a movie about Santa Claus and thousands of elves making presents that are dropped off. In one night, okay, that's our base level here. This is just yeah. an interesting take on what that could look like. That's all it is. It's nothing too crazy. So, the the absurdity that it can get into, or like you know, there's one part where the elves are eating and everything, and they they eat a high sugar and uh, 
uh, empty carb diet basically yeah. <laughs> and he he explains it no the head elf explains it and stuff like that to because santa Walton goggins no salt santa signs a military contract to subsidize even uh, more money to keep santa's village going yeah <laughs> all these things are like that's crazy that would never happen it's like well, Again, what are we doing? What are we, what are doing? we doing? What's happening? Again, right if now? I'm watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force, be like, well, if, why a foreigner belt? Why would I ever make you see double vision? It's like it's a fucking milkshake and a French fry box and a <laughs> meatball. What the fuck? <laughs> what else do you expect out of this thing? So I don't know. But it made me. It, 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 when I when we were watching it though, I went to. I was like, well, I wonder what Rotten Tomatoes thinks about this movie, and I went to it and yeah. it had like forty three percent. Yeah. And I'm like, and we were about halfway through, and I'm like, this is not a 43% movie. Sure. There's no way. And that's when I saw, like, Wonder Woman 84, Yeah, for some reason, was 70%. Certified fresh already. Hadn't even fucking come out, you know. But yeah. certified fresh. And then, like, the new Pinocchio movie was... There is a new... You said that. I don't know yeah. what this new Pinocchio movie is. I'll, I'll show you. I'll bring it up here. The Is Drew Carey Geppetto in this one again? Uh, was Drew Carey Geppetto? Yeah, like yeah. an ABC family movie. Really? Sorry, I was yeah, starring I want to say Jonathan Taylor Thomas was Pinocchio. I want to say. Huh. I want to say. I like Drew Carey. Oh, oh, look at that. Uh, Wonder Woman dropped down to 65%. Okay, good. At least it dropped down. I've heard And it's not certified I've fresh. heard a lot of people say. Well, I haven't followed the Wonder Woman catalog very much, but I'm pretty I mean, sure she second, never This is the second movie, so. Right, and I watched the first one. But did she ever travel to 1984 to have to live life in the 80s? Yeah, I mean, she traveled through time. Right, but I mean, did she, she just, ever do like a... She's sp- just immortal. Yeah, but was there a whole series? I mean, again, like I have not followed Wonder Woman's catalog. Because uh, it oh, seems uh, to me from the outside looking at it, it's like, hey, we need to make Wonder Woman cool. Well, like the 80s are cool. What if we put her in the 80s? And then she's just got to be yeah. like, it'll be like working girls, but with Wonder Woman. Sure. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure. That, I don't know. Just put a bunch of shitty 80s tropes in it. Yeah. And, and I haven't seen it. But, yeah, it was 70%, and it was, thank God it went down. That actually makes me feel a lot Pull better. Pull up the, I want to hear, what's the. Uh, but the Pinocchio movie is 86%, and it's somehow not certified fresh. I've never even heard of this. And you don't need to. I don't need to see Pinocchio again, but. Who made Pinocchio? Who made the Pinocchio? Who made the Pinocchio? Ugh. Ugh. Matteo Garonis. Oh, so it's a French. I mean, it's a. <laughs> the audience loved it at twenty one percent. But uh, so let's hold really on. Midnight Sky at fifty three percent. Really, that goes to my point. So fifty. So you watched Midnight Sky? Sure did. And you you thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I I thought it worked. Fifty three fifty three percent bad. No. And so uh, Fat Man was. 46%. 84% audience score. So my audience? Yes. I guess. And once again, my opinion is that you you should never look at the the critics. The critics uh, con- uh what's the word I want to say? Congruent, no. Conglomerate, the the cumulative, the cumulative critic score doesn't matter it shouldn't matter no but what you what we're getting at here with this though is there's a certain level of i'm going to base whether i'm going to watch this movie on whether 
people have said yes. it's good. Yeah. Right. And so there's times when the the score, the critic score, isn't good, but the audience, audience score, score is great. great. Yeah. I'm like, well, do I want to align myself with the audience? If I'm on the fence about the movie already, I'm like I'm probably going to side with the critics and be like, well, it's probably not that good. It depends. But there are times when I'm watching a movie and I have not watched or like looked up anything about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I just want to watch it. And uh, uh, gone in fresh. Well, we did it. We did it too because. You know, we've been on this escape from L.A., which essentially <laughs> leads to a Kurt Russell kick. And I was like, I've never seen Executive Decision. Um, you know, we've had some time. Yeah. Just time off. So Is it, be- is it better than Air Force One? And so my wife was like, oh, this is a lot like, lot like Air Force One. I'm like, well, it is around that time when the movies, the studios yeah. were just putting out two movies that were pretty much the same and then just see And what, hopes. And hopes. hopes. One sticks. But again, like halfway through in the movie, I'm like, I wonder what. Rotten Tomatoes thinks of what does Rotten executive Tomatoes decision. say of exe- what was the answer? Uh, here, we'll look it up. Because at that point, I was like, "That's this is this is fine. This is exactly what I'm looking for in a movie." See, oh, look at that. What was the top sixty five percent? It's not a splatty tomato. Fifty three percent audience. It's score. interesting that uh, Steven Seagal is like second build, but before mm-hmm. scroll down, would you? I thought it. Uh, uh, when was the last time you saw this movie? Oh, I think I watched this maybe in passing. Like, as a kid. I don't want any spoilers, but I was also thrown off by why Steven Seagal was second build on the. the he thumbnail. gets killed early, right? He does. It's okay. You can spoil executive decision. Sorry, from, spoiler alert. From. Uh, he sacrifices himself <laughs> so that Kurt Russell and the rest of his crew can survive on the plane. Sure. But really, the only reason I ever thought about watching this movie was It's Always Sunny when they do the Beat Boggs challenge. <laughs> they, they chose a wide-body DC-7 for a particular reason. <laughs> and they're like, why do you think movies like Executive C- Decision and Passenger 57 were on wide-body DC-7s? <laughs> and they're like, so you can move freely underneath the cabin. And like, exactly. <laughs> so, I was like, well, how accurate is that? Because I trust those guys, too. <laughs> Right, and sure as shit, eighty percent of the movie is them moving freely beneath <laughs> the cabin of a wide body DC or DC seven or whatever the fuck it is. Oh man! But uh, again, I went into this and was like, I I don't have any expectations of this movie other than what I can see from yeah. the, the movie poster. Like yeah. I know what this this is Air Force One, right? Yeah, this is we can clearly gauge that. Right, I don't need. Rotten Tomatoes or an audience to tell me what I'm watching here. Right. I just wanted to see what the opinion was. Now, if it was like 98% one of the best movies ever made, that would sh- that would throw me for a loop, but I haven't seen that on any... On, <laughs> on anybody describing executive decision? Right. But I mean, then, uh, so Midnight Sky here, we wanted to Midnight check... Midnight Sky. Wanted I to see it. what the audience score was. So what do you think here? We'll do a little game with it. Audience score, I'm going to say 78. 78, 25. <gasps> oh, really? I I think you watched a shitty movie. No. <laughs> it, it was a fine movie. I, w- I will watch this movie and I will. Because again, I'm coming from 46% Fat Man. I think, you know, it didn't have the happiest of endings. Well, Maybe that's it. Well, no spoiler alert. It wasn't a, like, oh, geez, everything's great. Well, because, I mean,. Not every movie needs a happy ending. I love a good. <clears throat> Why is 
Okay, Sad ending. Iron Mask. So uh, this got me thinking, and I didn't want to look it up. Also, I had a parallel thought with this movie as well. What was that? Oh, you did? Yeah. You parallel. Yeah, where I wanted to have like a, you know, it was supposed to be a colony transport that on its way to their colony, mm-hmm. like finds out like Earth is just destroyed. Oh. And, and it's like, so <clears throat> my idea was to make an anthological television series. Did we talk about this? I don't know if we did. I don't know. An anthol- anthological television series. So there is three main people, three main groups of people. Mm-hmm. There is a settled colony that is completely fully settled. Okay. Okay. There is a separate colony uh, on a separate planet that is being terraformed, mostly using, get this, uh, uh, prison labor. Oh, okay. Well, and political dissidents. No, 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 no. We're not going to get too much We're into that. We're not getting too much into that. Okay. Political dissidents. had enough ideas <clears throat> stolen in 2020. Okay. Political dissidents and and uh, and uh, prison labor to start terraforming the world. Okay. And then you have the people on the colony transport. And those three groups of people, as they move through... I'd love to see it like every season, like take it at a hundred year jump, like okay. ha- follow this group of pe- these groups of people, and next season be a hundred years in the future, and just like see how they adapt and change because you know hey that that first con you know the colony transport that's a, in a ship mm-hmm. okay where are they going to go now are they going to try to slingshot and try to make it to the farther out colony that's already well settled. Mm-hmm. Are they going to go to the original penal colony that's not there and set and ready to go? You know, that penal colony, most of those people have been sterilized because of, you know. yeah. So, you know, how do they continue to grow and and shape and change as a society? Well, if they're sterilized, (laughs) they wouldn't. Right. Most of them. Most of them. Most of them. That was an aggressive (laughs) finger point. (laughs) Most of them. Most of them. Uh, Yeah. And just and see how, you know, they would change. But can women be prisoners? Yeah, in a penal colony. I think I think I settled upon the idea of, I I think this like, especially when you look at it like over a, a thousand year trajectory, mm-hmm. uh, that you know, only the men were sterilized because it was easy. Well, yeah, um, just five G waves. <laughs> <laughs> but the men, but the women weren't sterilized because that oh, was too invasive. It was too hard. You know, it was a little bit more difficult of a. Procedure, okay. So, so it's all about the the, the dollar. So the well, I mean the, the so the women became these elevated symbols and elevated, okay, like queen bees because they were more important and were you know, as they should be. Well, no, I mean no, as the idea of you know they're not just the virtue signal real quick, real quick. Okay. The idea, so that they would become elevated figures. You don't think they should be in the society? No. Wow. So you don't think women should be just as important, if not more important, than men? Uh, just as important. Wow. So they're just as important. Yeah. Okay. So that's your claim. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, the idea. Attack the, Twitter. Attack. The idea of uh, a, a new, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, some not hierarchy, but royalty. 
okay. class of just women because they're the only ones who can get it done. Can get it. <laughs> <laughs> that can do anything. I'm just trying. I'm just telling you. Yeah. These are what the polls have said. These are what the pollsters. <laughs> they walked you, around. Did you watch the boys yet? I haven't watched oh. the boys. No. I wanted to go through. I, I thought it'd be fun. Okay. To fun. Go through. Okay. I just want to go through. You want to do something fun, Bobby? I just wanted to go through. I wanted to see movies that were terribly rated on Rotten Tomatoes that might that were actually good. Okay. And just see if we've seen them. Okay. And if we have any opinions on them. I'm sure I'll have opinions. From the first picture, I'm pretty sure that's a picture of the movie Warcraft. Warcraft. That's a Vin Diesel's character there. Yeah. And so this a, isn't starting off good. I have not seen that movie. I Did you? I have not, but I have friends that were way into it that did not like that movie. Underworld, I remember like you know, when you think about style over substance. Like I'll agree with you. The style in that movie was definitely <laughs> much better than substance. Like I remember, I tried watching like the second one, I think, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "What the? You guys like?" I, so what? I wish they would tell you. They don't. Mm. I don't want to screw up everything here, but they don't tell you what the score is. I want like a a gauge. Do they link? Because probably it, it ships. It changes. No. No, it's just a, another fucking looper article. What about the critics? What about critics? That hyperlink? Okay. Oh, here uh, we go. Hi, critics, thank you, to Rotten Tomatoes. 31%. Okay. Yeah. 79% audience score. Okay. All right, well, we got that. Kay. 31%. Chronicles, Chronicles of Riddick. I did not like Chronicles of Riddick at all. I've never seen it. I, I have a problem with Vin Diesel, though. I loved Pitch Black. Okay. Like, did you watch Pitch Black? No, nope. I have a problem with Vin Diesel. Okay. I mean, I get that. It's fine. He used to be a beat boy dancer. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, so Pitch Black was very low budget, like an incredibly low budget about a colony, uh, <laughs> a, a colony transport that gets like <laughs> exploded and like lands on a, on a desert planet mm-hmm. and uh, a desert planet with like four suns. Okay. And that's why they can't see. Uh, no, he like blinded his own or like made his eyes so he could see in the dark because like the prison he was in. Okay. It, you know, he had some operation done. So is it true that he turned down uh, being Neo to do Pitch Black? Oh, I don't know about that. No, I thought there's an urban legend or. No, no. Okay. Well, you Anyhow. keep talking. Hold on. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to look and see if it's real. And so, and then out of nowhere, like all the planets aligned, all the stars aligned just perfectly where there was a, uh, what's it called? A, uh, an eclipse. Okay. And that lasted forever. And then that's when these kind of almost locust, like 30 year locusts okay. come out of the ground that are just these like predator, not predator, but like alien xenomorph esque okay. creatures that just rip everybody apart. And, and so this is pitch black. Oh uh, yeah, and, and so they're trying to survive, uh, in, in a hostile world, hmm. and going and living off of uh. How is Vin how Diesel. is Vin Diesel in it? Um, he doesn't talk a lot. Well, that's, that's He's, a, yeah. That's a uh, a feather in his cap. I I think yeah. I must be getting a my urban legends mixed up. I thought he turned down some big role to do 
a movie I that think, failed. Maybe it was Chronicles of Riddick. I think I want to say Will Smith turned down. Will Smith did turn down. Yeah, uh, Will Smith turned down Neo. Neo. Yeah, but I thought he. I thought Vin Diesel turned down. Maybe maybe I am convoluting. Maybe Will Smith turned it down to do another movie. That I think he did. Didn't do well. Was it? I don't remember. And my apologies to Will Smith if I got you. Nope. For, uh, you don't have to apologize to Will Smith. Anyhow, we call him Billy. Anyhow, Chronicles of Riddick was like the sequel to that. Mm-hmm. Very low budget, very interesting, high concept mm-hmm. sci-fi movie, and turned it into some kind of weird space opera. Well, yeah. Vin Diesel doesn't talk a lot. I'll I'll, I'll give it a shot because he was great as Groot when yeah. he just said Groot. I think it, his best line was when. Like they had their few flashlights. Mm-hmm. He's like, keep the eye, keep the light on my back, not in my eyes, so he could look forward yeah. and see. It's it's that <laughs> kind of acting which I won't, I just can't it's, stand. It's fine. I bet you delivered the line better. Keith than he did. Da- was Keith David in that movie? Oh, <laughs> was Keith David in the movie? <laughs> I think Keith David might have been in Pitch Black. Uh, we'll see where this takes us. Not garbage. Get, get Movies up. that totally yeah. ripped off Alien. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they wrong? Um, I, I would say I did Are, say I did say Xenomorph. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's take, fine. Take it's, take it's it out what you will. Keith David is totally in. Keith David's life. totally in it. Keith David, friend of the show, not on Cameo. Otherwise, we would have paid whatever money. I would give that man all my monies. Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. I never could get it. I could never. Like my. Are you a big samurai guy or like a big uh, kung fu movie guy? No. I'm not either. No. I feel like there's this group of people that legitimately like kung fu movies. Mm -hmm. And then there are the people that think they're cool if they like kung fu movies. Yeah, no. It's kind of like a lower grade of like. In the Big Lebowski, when he says, "You know, don't play the Eagles. I fucking hate the Eagles," and all the people don't like the Eagles because sure. of that. It's also the Office Space equivalent of, "Do you like Kung Fu? I love Kung Fu." Like that whole thing. That that movie. I mean, that television show was garbage, though. And they were actually talking about the television show, Kung Fu, starring, uh, no, David, starring David Carradine. No, no, no. They were talking about. Kung Fu movies. No, they were talking yes, they about were. Kung Fu. You know, they were talking about Kung Fu movies. I thought they were talking about Kung Fu. I've watched David this Caribbean. movie qu- within more the, recently than within you the have. Cal- past calendar month. Yeah. No, they're talking about. Do you like? Do you like Kung Fu movies? And she says, "I love Kung Fu." I, and they watch Kung says, Fu movies. Do you like Kung Fu? I'm pretty sure it's Which, David I'm Caribbean. almost okay. Whatever. We'll look into it. It's fine. Even still, it doesn't take away from the fact that I think there's a group of people that like right. Kung Fu because oh, right. they think it's think it's cool yeah i remember when i watched rumble in the bronx as a kid Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh i saw like a bunch of trailers for rumble the bronx that looks kind of cool i mean Uh full-on jackie i mean okay and jack and chan okay Mm -hmm. he's a really cool guy does his own stunts okay i'm on board yeah and then i'm like oh this is like a weird overacted dubbed over (laughs) yeah and a lot of those then those uh preceding uh Jackie Chan movies were Americanized yeah. kung fu movies, and that, but but it's like uh, like that. I don't know. There's there's some level of a kung fu movie where it's the 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 budget and then the the restraints of technology and everything that they have. So okay. the, I don't know what you're looking at. I don't. I'm not into it. I don't. 
but the things I've seen, I'm like, why is this good? I don't get it. Like Rumble in the Bronx. You never watched Rumble in the Bronx. I watched Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. Okay. Like, but it's not, I like. Why am I watching this? Yeah. Much like I said when I watched Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Did you watch Godzilla? No, I no you did it. No, no one did. We're gonna move on. What well, hot American summer was? Wait, 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 wait. We wait, talking wait. about avant garde. Yeah, weird, uh, weird. Critical reception. Yeah, hold on. What do you What do you think? What hot American summer's Rotten Tomato score is? Probably thirty five for the uh, for the critics. Wow. And eighty for the audience. Because of time, because people mm, have come yeah, around. Yeah. Interesting. I'm gonna go. I'll go forty six percent critic score, and I'll go fifty three percent audience. Okay. Mm, yeah, I think you win that one. You're closer. <laughs> Thirty eight and seventy six. Show me the fever into the fire to wow. get it what higher the- and higher. What what's what what can be knocked about this movie? What were you expecting? It's fucking weird. I I don't know if they just didn't know, and then they went and watched it. And it's just weird as shit. But again, I, I I'll go back to my analogy of like, Fat Man being a take on Santa Claus. Yeah. What that doesn't make sense. Okay. This is sense? this is a stupid teenage David Hyde Pierce saving everybody <laughs> from like a portion of the mirror yeah. satellite. Amir space station crashing. But, but your your premise of a camp movie, you know, a you know, porky style camp movie. Yeah. It's what what world are we entering there? Like that would never happen. That's so stupid. They they the same people who didn't watch Meatballs 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If Meatballs 2, do you think Meatballs 2 has a better score than what hot American what summer critically? That's what? a great question. Hold on. All right. So 38% Meatballs For... 2. It's, it's down there low. So 38%, that's the one we're going to go with. All right, ready? Okay. All right, get set. Click. Mm, come on. Come on, internet. Have timing. Oh, there's no tomato meter available. Oh. That's sad. But it's not necessarily a defeat. Yeah, what did meatballs get? Yeah, we're just going to go with meatballs. It's got Bill Murray in it. 72%. 72%. Oh, come on. Audience score fifty eight. That's a dumped over bucket of popcorn. Bill Murray has never had abs like that, by the way. Uh right. Ever. God. Okay, so this is ridiculous. I never knew that this movie was critically not loved. Yeah. Because how? Well, how on earth would it ever get a second chance? I mean, Uh, I don't because it's great. It is great. I fucking love it. Hocus pocus. Again, Hocus Pocus is one of the better Halloween movies. I remember when I watched it as a kid, I wasn't enthralled. Uh, and when we watched it again, like this year, mm-hmm. it had a certain level of charm to it. That, uh, but most of that was just like because of early 90s film nostalgia. I remember I watched this probably 10 years ago. It was the last time I watched it. And I don't know if it was because it was the middle of the summer and we were on a ranch, but... It had a certain je ne sais quoi that, you know, I really, sure. it wasn't Halloween time and, but it hit me and I was like, oh yeah, that's, and again, I understand the nineties nostalgia, but right. But what on earth, I mean, got trashed. It's hard to believe that Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus got trashed so, so bad. badly 
by critics. Uh, okay, what's the critic score in? That that's that's an the interesting old, take here. The old hocus pocus. Thirty-eight percent. We're getting this correlation though. Thirty-eight and seventy. Thirty-eight percent and seventy percent of the audience liked it. Yeah. It's well, always hard to believe that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's in that. Scroll, movie. scroll down. Let's see some of the critical like. Some of the reviews. Like a critical review of it. Uh, I don't think these are. Oh, okay. Well, these are all. Okay. Gene Siskel. No. Hocus Pocus is harmless, but it's about as much fun as celebrating Mardi Gras under the influence of candy corn. <laughs> what? Okay. But what does that even mean? What does that mean? What Not does... even the CGI effects held any awe. And that's that's Dennis Schwartz movie reviews. But this guy writes for the Chicago Tribune. Or Joanna, sorry. This lady but that's writes. that's from 2015. Hocus Pocus is harmless, but it's about as much fun as celebrating Mardi Gras under the influence of candy corn. It's too sanitized. Or, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, what, what are you What do you say? want me to do with this child's it's Halloween movie? Do you really want it to be about them casting spells and then like trying to take over? Yeah, like, do you want kids shot in the head or like? I do. Okay. (laughs) View all critics' reviews. That's what I want to see. I just want to see some of the time. Uh, Go to click all the way to page three. I think these are being put in. Okay, here we go. Nineteen ninety-three. Here's the first. This is the first one we can get. Okay. (laughs) It's acceptable. Scary. Silly kid fodder that adults will find only mildly insulting unless you're they're betting that they're fans in which case it's depressing as hell (laughs) (laughs) roger ebert that's not bad roger ebert roger ebert 10 or seven years later watching the movie is like attending a party you weren't invited to and where you don't know anybody and they're all in on a joke but won't explain it to you I like this one in January of 2000, strictly for kids. I, I, I think these might be like late ads. Like they didn't know when to put a date on it. Sure. Yeah, because it's hard to believe that there's this coordinated effort on January 1st, 2000 to, right, to right. review the seven-year-old Hocus Pocus movie. Rita Kempley from the WAPO wow. says, there's really two sides of this movie. It's a sophomore caper for teenage boys and a dark lark for fans of Disney farce and an abracadabra sister act both of them are failures <laughs> now, see, that's, mean, what I, that's what i have a hard time with the movie's not a failure i mean it's they, hard they, it's hard to say the movie failed at being what it set out to be which is a a movie strictly for kids which is why david nutted uh david buttersworth butterworth really nailed it it's strictly for kids it's a fucking kids movie and it's a movie kids movies are inherent like they're for the kids, and if you can throw some top layer shit on there for the parents that have yeah. to watch the movie with the kids, then That's great. It. Who's who's watching this? Like, well, I hope Batman finally gets an Academy Award for her role in Hocus Pocus. And Dessen Thompson, also from the Wapo, in the not too distant future, look for Hocus Pocus is in the rental store bins for as a part of a trick or treat package: three bags of candies with Hocus Pocus for five ninety five. If we could be so lucky. God damn, you're a snotty little bitch. I mean, what's... I I don't... This is... They they never said in 
for your viewing pleasure. Yeah. The Academy Award now presents Hocus Pocus, best motion picture. Chris Hicks from the Deseret News. Unfortunately, all their hammy mugging makes the Three Stooges seem downright subtle. You got a point. <laughs> you got a point, but... They are hamming. God, it was 1993, though, folks. Uh, movie Mom, dismayingly grisly for a movie aimed at kids. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I, and I trust Movie Mom because she is a top critic. I don't know. Yeah. What do you expect? I mean, when you're a movie reviewer, as the, once again, who's the audience? Exactly. That, I mean, I, that, that's my. I do think line. that's you have to really take that into account. Like, who's this movie for? Is this movie for everybody? Clearly not. No. no. This is a movie ab- about three witches that right take over a town. It's, I can't even remember. It is hammy. It's cheesy. It's fine. Okay. Warcraft. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, we're just gonna pass over that. Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. Now, this has I got a special a, place in your heart. I got a soft spot. Seriously. Okay, go on. Uh, I'm, so, I'm interested. We uh, moved into our house. Okay. And my wife's nephews came in to help move boxes and shit. Mm-hmm. Like 14-year-old boys. Got done. And uh, the theater was recently transformed into the dollar theater. Okay. So I'm like, all right, guys, you want to go watch a movie? We're done for the day. Uh, like Tokyo Drift. I mean, we can go watch that. <laughs> I guess. The Fast and the Furious. Fast and Tokyo Furious. Drift. Tokyo Drift. And um, for a dollar. <laughs> That's about right. Mm-hmm. And also, like, there was a large, like, the first five minutes, the sound wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> so, like, we just, you know. Is like <laughs> kind of shit on it a little bit, but it was like fine. <laughs> it wasn't like like the drifting. I mean, it looked cool. Like it hit you know the spectacle part of it appropriately. Like, are you a Fast and the Furious fan? Would you consider like you like the the catalog of those movies? I don't or enjoy them. They have their place. They're I mean they're fine. Okay. I, I mean they're not like something I'm going to defend. Okay. I mean, they're, I mean, I've done my fair share of shitting on them mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Um, but I don't think that they are the end all and be all in the end of cinema. Mm-hmm. As some people claim it is. It's, I, listen, universals, you know, cash in that check. And you know, it, they're working. It's, it's just, I, Having gone, having lived through when the first one came out, and then not everyone loving it, but I mean, a number of people loving it, sure. and just being like holding my hands up in the air, and being like, I, "What the fuck is? I don't get this." It's fine. What it's, the hell's I going on? I mean, listen. But again, I get a popcorn it's a heist, movie. It's a heist. It's a heist movie. It's a heist movie with a very poor, uh, poorly written s- script about it sure. being a heist movie. Yes, and that's because it's all about again form over substance. But it's all about the substance. It's never about like. Actually developing the yeah. plot, and this the shitty acting. There's so much shitty there, acting. There's some there. bad. There's some bad acting. Yeah, was, it, the um, was it? Was it Fast Five? That that really turned turned around for me. Okay. Cause, just because it was a good heist movie. It was like they went back to a little bit more nuts and bolts and mm-hmm. just 
we are doing a heist, we're making a heist, and that's it. I love uh, everybody likes a good heist movie, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. You should. I do. Yeah. These these this seem is to be this l- was not, this was Tokyo Drift is not a heist movie. This all seems to be less heist, uh, more look at those cars driving so fast. This one was much more about the you know, look you at know, how fast the these stri- cars street drive. culture of Japan. All right, next one, Drop Dead Fred. Are you familiar with Jack? I watched it when I was a kid, and I have not watched it since. But I don't remember hating it when I was a kid. I had a weird thing. This is another one of those special in my heart. Uh Uh, We came up to visit my brother here in Dubuque, Mm -hmm. and we stayed the night at his girlfriend's house Mm -hmm. um, because her house was much nicer than his. He lived in a shitty apartment, a shitty duplex with... uh, like five other dudes in okay. on Jefferson Street, mm-hmm. right across from the Walnut. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Just a real and back then, even more so. I remember like we when we one time when we visited him, that park right across from the Walnut Tap. Mm-hmm. Like we were me, my sister and I were sitting there and some girls just sitting there talking to a girl and out of nowhere, like twelve year old girl just lit up a cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just like, What is going on here? Mm-hmm. Anyhow Save the night over at my sister-in-law's house. Same house I lived in later in life, by the way, on campus. Full circle. Full circle. Powerhouse. Anyhow, and uh, she rented Drop Dead Fred because she thought it was great. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Cool. And we watched it. It was awesome. I Full circle. I, I It's one of those movies I would actually kind of like to go back and watch because I remember vividly rem- uh, renting Drop Dead Fred at Blockbuster. Yeah, and then every time I went back to Blockbuster after watching it, I'd be like, "There's Drop Dead Fred." It's right there. It's right there. Man, that movie had that much of an impression on me that I remember it. It was very close to uh, what was the Tom Arnold, uh, Rick Moranis uh, movie? Bully. Carpool or Bully? Didn't they Bully. Have, did they have another one other than Bully? I, I Rick Moranis was not in Carpool. No, but Tom Arnold was. Tom Arnold was. Right. So he was also in the Stupids that same year. So it was very close. More than one studio gave Tom Arnold a vehicle. I would watch The Stupids again. I don't think The Stupids. I never, I think I watched The Stupids and I hated it. I I Uh, would uh, Compared to like Carpool, like Carpool for some reason, like uh, I loved. I don't know why. Like we watched it twice. It was very close in alphabetical order. Carpool and Drafted Fred. So I think there was back in... uh, my childhood, a decision that had to be made between those two movies. But it, I, I do find this interesting, though, at the, the last paragraph. Dropped Dropped Fred is, Fred is an extremely dark comedy, uh, which threw audiences for a loop. The studio was reportedly not happy with how dark it turned out and tried to unload it after production wrapped. But to anyone who watches it uh, with the correct expectations, it's a biting, surprisingly heartfelt story of an adult gone wrong, or adulthood gone wrong. But uh, <laughs> as TriStar had... Mike Medvoy, sure, we'll say. Nah. Put it at the time. It's a childhood. It's a children's movie on drugs, which is what I uh, remember yeah. thinking about. It was like I oh, just there's something up with this dude. Very weird. I guess I remember like it, it was kind of borderline raunchy. Yeah, and at some port parts, it felt like again you're watching something you don't completely understand. Right, but you know it's meant for it's you. It's just like um. Next I, one up is Legend. Have you ever seen Legend? I don't think I did. 
I don't think like I've never this is not something I would classify as having seen. I remember seeing bits and pieces of Tom Cruise as a you know, yeah. there's a whole thing with the unicorn. Mm-hmm. It, all of that. This was one of the movies that played at our local comic book star, uh, store in town here. So it was in high school we would go to the Yeah. We would make the rounds and we would do our the garage sales and pawn shops and sure. then we would head to the Chinese buffet for for uh, lunch, and then we go to uh, Comic World, which was yeah. the local comic book shop, and they'd always have like what Chinese buffet did you go to? Uh, China One buffet. Where's it? Which one's that? No, it was a uh, Four Seasons. It That's was, the one Kitty cornered. Yeah. To it, Comic Book World. Yes, uh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it might have been China One later. I don't. I don't remember. It changed hands a few times, but solid. Chinese buffet. And then it turned into a U.S. cellular store, and now it's nothing? It's nothing. So that's that wonderful story. But we Full circle. In, full circle. But anytime we, we would walk in, and again, seeing bits and pieces of this movie and Labyrinth, which they talk about in this one. I also believe The Dark Crystal was one of those. It was the same kind of like, you know, 10 yeah. movies they would play over and over again. Some Star Trek movie, you know. Some stereotypes are true. <laughs> But no, I've never seen this. It's Ridley Scott. It's movie. Ridley Scott. So maybe I need to watch it. And Tim Curry's in this thing. I do love Ridley Scott a lot. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Ridley Scott. What are we talking What's about? his brother's name? Tim. <laughs> Not the other Scott. He killed himself. Oh, that's... he's dead. You want to find out? Yeah, I do. Because he's dead. Okay. Respected. Ridley Scott. Brother? Oh, I'm sorry. It's Sir Ridley Scott. It is Sir Ridley Scott, isn't it? Uh, let's think here. Da, da, da. Mm. What was Tony Scott? Yep. Tony Scott. What did oh, he make? Oh, really? Tony Scott is his brother? Yeah. He made. He made some things, didn't he? Uh, he made the fan. Have you ever seen the fan? I liked the fan. The so. fan is a movie I would go back and just uh, watch for that time and place when Wesley Snipes could do no wrong. Uh, God, we're in producer. Get out of producer. You, uh, Don't tell me what to do. Director. Do, do, do. Enemy of the state. The fan. Enemy of the state. Fun movie. Spy game. Uh oh! I love spy. Spy game is. As far as Redford movies, Beverly Hills Cop 2. <laughs> Go on. That's, I think, Top right. Gun. Right. I mean. Yeah. The guy. Top Gun is. Days of Thunder. Last Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. True Romance. Crimson That's Tide. right. Shit. Okay. The cool. Fan. Enemy of the State. I mean. It's a good run. That's a it's good a good run. run. That's a good run. I mean, he's got hits. Yeah. You know what? I never watched <laughs> I never watched Days of Thunder. I thought about watching it the other day. I it came across. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I just remember like being promoted heavily at Hardee's. <laughs> <laughs> really, oh, that's about right. Like, I just I associate right. uh, Days of Thunder with Hardee's. I also associate Days of uh, uh, Hardee's with um, Days of Hardee's. Goes <laughs> Ghostbusters too, <laughs> as well. I think we have a show title. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Once again, when I watched that as a child, no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the, the movie. movie. When I watched that as a child, I felt slightly disappointed. I don't know why. I, if it's just like expectations or 
this one, this one's a little different for me because I love the first and the second, and I actually have a an appreciation for the third one. But this one's saying as I'm reading it, like they're looking at the Vanilla Ice Ninja Rap movie. That was from Secret of the Ooze, and that's what they're saying. They're saying that's yeah. the Secret of the Ooze, and then they're feeding Toka and Raza the donuts. That yes. too. Yes. There's still some uh, silly stuff in the first film. Do people really hate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, though? I don't know. Secret it's of the Ooze? Secret of the Ooze. I don't know. It was Because I loved it. It was one of those movies that we just had. Like, I don't remember how we got Secret of the Ooze, but we did. Uh-huh. And in the summer. <laughs> Go. <laughs> in the summer, where we're just, parents were gone. Dad's at work, mom's at work, and it was just us kids, this our, us younger boys, and my my sister, and we'd just sit there and watch TV all day. It's the best parent. <laughs> just did not. But the problem was, at one o'clock, there was nothing on. Yeah. I mean, there were some summers where we got into... Uh, Golden it, Girls it, reruns? No, it was... Um, oh, you guys didn't have cable. No, we didn't have cable. That's so, right. Uh, we did watch like infomercials and shit. Yeah, there was infomercials. There was Ronco. infomercials. Or... No, this was the... No, it was the... Yeah. Because 2 o'clock I picked back up with some cartoons. Uh, 100 Club? Or 700 Club? The 700 Club, yeah. Or... Get uh, your money now to Jesus. I'm trying to remember what the... I'm trying to remember what soap opera was on at the one o'clock slot, but it wasn't good, and we weren't into it. <laughs> there no was there was there, there was one summer where we were into it, and we just got into it just because we didn't want to. <laughs> Anyhow, so for that hour long, we would just watch the first hour of Secret of the Use, and that was it. <laughs> we never went past it. We never never finish it up. Never start it like, up again. No, uh, Conan the Barbarian song. So we'll just oh. we'll pick this up later. Well, what I loved about the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies was that it was, again, a little too serious for a kids' movie. Like, yeah, there was some there moments was... where you're like, "Oh, wow, this is for kids." Okay, yeah. but uh, the second one was like, "Oh, this is totally for kids." Uh, this is absolutely it's very much for this kids. Is very much. I remember it was after church. We were after church, and my my brother's friend went and saw it yesterday. He went and saw. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the inside scoop. And he's like, and then like they fought and they broke into a vanilla ice concert <laughs> and it was this whole thing. And then they like did this Ninja Ninja rap song. It was yeah. really cool. And I'm like, that sounds so awesome. I am so into vanilla <laughs> ice. So as, as a seven-year-old kid from Union County, Iowa, I loved vanilla ice as much as I probably should. <laughs> I mean, we all make mistakes. <laughs> well, but I don't remember those. I, and maybe this is just because I love these movies so much. But the vanilla, the the ninja rap did yeah. not detract from the movie as a whole. No, feeding Tonka, uh, Toka, and Razar uh, donuts to get them to eat the pills that they had I to think eat. So. Yeah, that didn't remember. seem like it was no worse than Escape from L.A. Explaining how <laughs> L.A. became an island within the first five minutes of the fucking movie. <laughs> It's just all of a sudden, here it is, boom, it's an island, and we put everybody bad on it. That's what it is. That's what, now we're going to move forward. And here's the, here's the other thing I will always give credit to the two, uh, these these two movies, and the third one as well. The costume design is 
flawless. It's CG good. cannot beat what they created. What there. they made with it. Oh, no, yeah. No doubt. All right, next one. Moving on. Boondock, Boondock Saints. Saints. This, I uh, feel, going to film school when this movie was popular. <laughs> I feel this is the Dave Matthews band of movies. Uh, yeah. It's not bad, but everyone that really likes it really wanted to suck its dick bad. Like, I feel like there's like how people call Dave Matthews man, Dave. I feel like for people that really like boondock saints, they call it like saints or something like that. Oh yeah. I, they have a shorthand for it that only true fans know. I remember like enjoying it like a lot. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with the movie. Yeah. It's heavily stylized. It's heavily stylized. Mm -hmm. It's actually surprising that it's on here. What is the rating of this movie? Hold on. We'll figure that out. Bum, 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 but bum, bum. Th- I, this is more if the audience score is. Uh... <laughs> I like how it's in all caps. All the time? Oh. 28%. Jesus Christ. In 91% in, audience score. Yeah. Woo. He's just a big freaking guy. This makes me want to go back and watch it again because that's a juvenile, ugly movie that represents the worst tendencies of directors channeling channeling Tarantino. Mainly ninety nine percent of film school attendees. You (laughs) might be. You might be right. You might be right there. (laughs) Uh, You might have hit the nail on the head. It only took twenty two, twenty two critics or twenty nine. Sorry. Oh gosh, ninety one percent audience score. Out of three hundred thousand, some people. people. Oh, I, Willem Dafoe was great. It's I. I kind of want to go back and rewatch it just to see if it's if it's garbage. as bad as I remember. Because again, I do. I think it's the Dave Matthews Band of movies. I really <laughs> do think. Like, I don't think it's. I don't remember it being like horribly made. It's heavily stylized again. Where right again, it's you can definitely tell who made this yeah. movie. Oh, I don't think that guy went on to do anything. <laughs> you only make. I mean, because it was successful. I mean, uh, not like, not initially. But even when did the sequel mentioned? come out? A long time. Ago. Nine years later, ten years later, Troy Duffy. Oh, I, mm, that does sound familiar. He made the second one, and he okay. Oh, okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Nope. 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 Okay. That's it. That's, That's what it. you get. Do you guys like uh, Boondock Saints? That was me. I made that. All right. Cool. cool. You like uh, uh, Boondock Saints too? All Saints Day. Not so much. Not so much. I made that too, though. Okay. Oh, never my gosh. mind. Well, all right. Okay, what else? I'm gonna rewatch it and we'll go get back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, belly. belly. Is that? Is that? Uh, who is that? Uh, is that DMX. DMX. Yeah, it's DMX. Nope. Never watched that at we're, all. We're just gonna pass. <laughs> Grandma's boy. Okay. So. I remember watching. I remember when this movie came out, and it was. Right around, I mean, it was long after Adam Sandler had passed over. Like, sure, okay, Jesus Christ, stop making movies. And he started making the Happy Madison movies. Yeah, right? yeah. And when it 
this movie came out when you saw the previous where it's like this thing looks like a piece of steaming dog shit. Yeah. Right. And then I was with my buddy. Uh, we were we were in Madison, Wisconsin, and we had gone out. We had gone out, you know, the night before, had fun. Woke up the next morning and just, you know, don't want to move and do anything. Yeah. And Grandma's Boy was on TV. Or like, or someone had a DVD, like his roommate had a DVD or something like that. Yeah. And just put it on. And I was like, fine, I don't want to move. Fine, this is fine. Whatever. Yeah. And I was like, at the end of it, I was like, that was delightful. It's a fun little movie. That's a f- it's a it's it, a fun little stoner movie. It, to to the point though, like I've been so scared to ever watch it again because I yeah. don't want to ruin that little. Like <laughs> I had zero expectations for that movie going into it, and it exceeded all. And of then them. it exceeded all of them. I'm like, well, I never want to ruin that moment ever again. Yeah. Like, why would I ever want to do that? Uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> what do you think the? Uh, all right, what what's the Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, Rotten Tomatoes! It's uh, that is a low twenties for critic score. Low twenty. Low twenties, and probably you think single. I mean, no, it's not single digits. You know, Tropic Thunder is single digits. Oh, really? Really? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. Why would that be a thing? Um, I'll show you. Sixteen percent. Whew. Eighty-five percent audience score, though. There's a disconnect. There is a <laughs> some, disconnect. Some kind of information is not getting correlated or like uh, communicated. It's it's fine. They don't understand. It's not that they don't understand. It's just I wonder if there's a severe, uh, not Tropic Thunder. Uh, That's I'm like Tropic Thunder. Really? Not Tropic Thunder. Uh, what's <laughs> I'm thinking of the tropics? Uh, Semi Pro. Uh, oh, Semi Pro. Yeah, the Will Ferrell movie. Uh, yeah. Um... He plays for the tropics. He does play it for the tropics. That's twenty two percent. At one point in time, that thing was seven percent. Because really? I, th- yeah, because I remember being like, "It's not that bad." It's not. It's, it's not. not. And I seven. watched it just because it's like there's. It was on Netflix. I was like, "There's no way." And there's no way that it's seven percent bad. No, there's no fucking way. No, it's fine. It's a fine movie. It's like it's a fine. Like, what are you expecting? Again, it's not serious. He wouldn't actually own the team and be able to do all that stuff. With right. Like, how uh, how are you going to critique this movie? As somebody who stopped in Flint, Michigan, ate at a Taco Bell on the way to Canada, I can say... Nailed it? They nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so what what did you get at the Taco Bell? Uh, Do you remember? In 2008, what did I get at Taco Bell? I don't know. <laughs> Probably a you don't remember. Probably a chalupa. Is that um, your go-to? Uh, like right now, my go-to is like the well, no, because they got. I think they got rid of the XXL burnt stuffed burrito. Okay. Was that a guacamole? It, the problem was with that one. It was like like seven layer dip inside a burrito form, but the layers are yeah. like from front to back. Okay. So it's just like you get to the end, it's just like a mouthful of guacamole. <laughs> oh, they would do it like a sushi roll almost, right? <laughs> almost. Yeah. And it's just like, well, this is just, I'm eating a large quantity of rice for a long period of time. <laughs> and now sour cream. <laughs> it's like, fuck, this is awful. The greatest hits of <laughs> what Taco Bell has to offer. I I'm so much more a Taco John's guy than a Taco Bell guy. I I am as well. But I, I remember though in high school though the Taco Bell had the coin like the coin drop uh game at the the cash register. Have you ever seen those? With filled with water and you basically have like a oh, landing pad. Yes, yes. And then if you landed yes. a quarter or a dime or a I re- nickel, I remember this. Yes. And so 
I don't remember how I figured it out, like how to control the quarter on the way down. But I remember I got so fucking good at it. I mean, I'd walk in, I'd walk into a Taco Bell with just and there you go. A dollar a coin. There you go. Here we go again, boys. Uh oh. Guys, get ready. This guy's gonna get at least a chicken quesadilla. Because <laughs> it was it was a situation where you, you know how to game the the. Yeah, you had to. I mean, it's fluid dynamics. I don't yeah, know if you, you're from. Yeah, you had to. I yeah. didn't do well in physics, but I figured it out for, through Taco Bell. But yeah, you just figure it out, and man. Yeah. I don't even know if like I, maybe someone showed me. Maybe someone showed me. I might. That must have been. I don't want to give myself credit to. Yeah. Discovering it on my own, <laughs> I my, didn't s- discover how to milk. But I don't it. remember how it, Taco Bell game. But yeah. when but, was the last time you went inside Taco Bell? <laughs> it's been a long time. I would say it's probably been. He might be close to twenty years. Oh my! It's been twenty years now. It's been twenty years since I went inside of Taco Bell. Seventeen, probably. Okay. All right. All right. So we're gonna keep. Let's going. finish this list up. Bad, Bad boys. boys too. Oh my god. No. Okay. Well, here's the thing. No. Okay. Again, these. This is much like Grandma's Boy. Garbage. Part of they me took wants a Humvee through a bunch of favelas <laughs> in Brazil and just like ruined all of these poor people's livelihoods. But the first time that I watched this in Bad Boys, and and I would, I'll probably stick by Bad Boys. Tay Leone. She uh can cover up for a lot of problems she can i i say bad boys i saw jurassic park three multiple times (laughs) bad boys i think is still a good movie i'm not i'm too terrified to watch it to see if it it actually is or not at any point did you say i need to go watch bad boys for life (laughs) only because i'm like i wonder if my wife would like bad boys i wonder no 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 no. the third movie that came out last year i know so like if that's if we're following the trajectory, like I would start off with the first one. You can't, you can't throw somebody into Bad Boys Three. In just Did you watch Bad Boys Three? No. Okay. No. No. I would think less of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's. But there's been a burning desire to watch, like to try it, Bad Boys. Just a little dabble. Just, just, to, a just dab. to get it and be like, ah, let's, let's see if we don't like just... it in 45 minutes. We'll just shut it off. Ugh. But I don't. I I think I own Bad Boys too at some point. I'm almost positive I did. Mm. All right, we'll move on. Final, Final destination. destination. Never um, saw it. I remember thinking, you know, it's fun. It's a fun. It's uh, that's it, the one where you learn how you're gonna die. Um. So. Or. Devin Sawa. Okay. Uh, had a like a funny feeling about this class trips plane that he was gonna get on. Okay. And decided. Or like he had some kind of weird premonition. Okay. Also, was uh, his uh, John Denver was playing in the like, in oh the, really in the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't like this, <laughs> and then like had a little bit of a premonition, oh, and then like uh, got himself off the plane, okay. and because of that, oh death, death. he escapes death, and death is after him. Yeah, that's not a bad premise for a movie. And so is, and it's like the most ridiculous mishaps. Yeah, death is after him. <laughs> and it's just like, on. you know, people just slipping and falling and two by fours or uh, logs falling off of semi trucks, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Gotcha. I mean, it's fine. I uh, I think that's one of those movies. It's a good premise. It's just not like, how do you develop it? How do you? It's a schlocky. It's a schlocky teen slasher. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mean, that's what it is. It knows exactly what it is. Yep. 
and you know it's, you're coming off of I know what you did last summer. You're coming off Scream. You're coming but, off all those. It seemed like that was in that same. But benefit. ten times more tongue in cheek. I mean, it's tongue in cheek. Sure. In well, those, this was farther down the road, so for sure you'd have to get not much. That, not that much farther, man. No, no. But even even it, two I or mean, three years. When, is, when did uh, this is after a couple of the Scream movies and Scream at came least out. one well, of the Scream came out ninety five six ish. Yeah, I know what you did I'm, last summer ninety seven. I want to say this is ninety nine. Yeah, I don't even. I mean. It's not worth investigating, actually. This is not worth. This is my not even time. actually worth typing. I'm in. not going to even take the time. I mean, it's fine because it came after those movies, and of course, it's going to be more in tuck and cheek because it's if, you, yeah, if you're trying to do the same thing, it's not going to hold the right. same water. It's tongue and cheek, and that's fine. All right, Empire Records. It's... Talk about movies that are coming off other popular movies that are, are similar. What, I felt this is like a derivative of Clueless. Uh, to, like a combo movies actually like uh, Mallrats, uh, yeah. Clueless. I would say uh, Reality Bites. I would say sure. Um, God, what was the High Fidelity? Okay, like it's it's this style of movie. That's all it's coming off of. It's and it's again. It's not that it's bad. I did not know. Is that Renee Zellweger? Yeah, sure is. Renee Renee Zellweger and wow. uh, Liv Tyler. It would be a. I remember watching this movie and being like, "Yes, this is supposed to be a good movie." It, like a lot of the Kevin Smith movies too. Like this felt like a kind of a. If Boondock Saints is a people who have watched too much Quentin Tarantino, Empire Records is made by someone that's watched too much Kevin Smith. Sure. And then. I so just remember this is supposed to be a good movie, and I watched it and I was like, "Okay." It's okay. And then I never had a desire to watch it. Again. I mean, like it's. And it's the desire that I have to watch Bad Boys right now. I have no desire to watch I Empire no, Records. I think I've rewatched Empire Records in the past five to seven years. There, there is a very, very small portion of the population that loves this movie with all their. Yeah, heart. I mean, it's Rex Manning Day. <laughs> you don't celebrate Rex Manning Day. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a very, very. What do you think the? What do you? Well, let's look at this one here. With yeah, the, yeah, let's uh, see the scores. Uh, Semi-pro. Score is probably 45 critic score. Oh, okay. 45 critic score. We are getting towards the end of the list, so they're going to be a little bit probably higher. I don't know. We'll see. Or you think no, they're I, getting worse? I don't know. I can't tell you. 45 is your guess? 45 is critic score. 29. Ooh, 29. 84%. Yeah. Nope. It's fine. Ugh. There is a dog in this. This movie, yeah, yeah, saw, saw. It's this uh... doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Actually, saw, saw is a movie. When I saw it, I was like, I never want to watch that fucking movie again. Not because it was bad, because it was it, so good. Just how it made you feel. I love the idea of like how cheap it was. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those. What like, was the budget? Oh, it was like a hundred grand. Um. Uh, Saw Tiny budget, 1.2? 1.2 million, which yeah. is nothing. No, it's nothing. And it's got the guy from Princess, Princess Bride in it. He wasn't doing anything. I I remember I saw this movie in theaters. It based, I mean, not that a horror movie franchise need to be rebooted. I mean, because yeah. we're coming off, again, like these movies that we were just talking about with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the scream and this I know took it to a, I mean, but a, this took it. Yeah, this took it to the next level. This was the thing that reinvented the horror genre, and then it made it this whole thing that everyone's been trying to torture porn. I mean, I think this mm-hmm. like 
This and the ring came out around the similar time. Um, maybe the, a little bit. Ring was a little bit before, I want to say. Well, we're saying Saw was 2004. The Ring is 2002. Okay. So those two movies, I remember leaving the theater and being like, holy shit. Okay. That was legitimately terrifying. It was, it, it was, it was very frightening. And uh, one of those rides where you're like, I don't think I've ever watched Saw since the first time I saw Saw. <laughs> so that saw, I Saw? I don't need to. Read. You don't need to see Saw again. I don't need to see Saw again. <laughs> okay. At all. I mean, I'm, uh, no, I don't. And I don't think I saw any of the sequels. I think I watched like the first two or three. There was one and I watched it and they had just like rotting pigs, mm-hmm. like getting ground up and like and uh, dumped on people. And I'm like, well, I am just going to be physically ill <laughs> and I'm done and I don't need anymore. I'm okay. Was D- Danny Glover was in? <laughs> yeah, he sure was. Oh, see, yeah. it's been so long. Because you know, and he because he was not on a hot streak. That Danny Glover. Predator Two did not play out the way that he wanted to. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Ravenous. Are you familiar? I'm familiar with Ravenous. Yes. I enjoyed it. First off, how long is this goddamn thing? Hold on. Okay. We're about no. done. Ravenous. So. <laughs> Uh, remind Pierce? me of Guy this. Pierce? Uh, yeah, uh, like a uh, an outpost in like the middle of the um twenty seventeen. Okay, no, not the twenty seventeen one. This not the twenty seventeen one. No. Oh, this was two thousand. All right, so go on. Like a military outpost um, for. I think the uh oh the what were they? I don't think I've ever actually I take it all back. Anyhow. And they, they just David start tur- they just start turning on each other and just start like eating each other. It's great. Really? It's it's really good. I mean it's like why I mean it's 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 crazy. Well what the hell is what do you think the score of this movie is? This actually sounds really fucking it's, interesting. Um I might watch this movie before 40, I watch Bad Boys. 40? Uh, please. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce is great. I'm not a huge Guy Pierce fan, but. Oh, yeah. I noticed because you didn't watch Lockout. <laughs> <laughs> Got me there. Something about it with his his chiseled jaw is just too chiseled. I, I, like, trust him. I like Guy Pierce. What, what do you think is a. Uh, 40%. 40%. 40% for. He was good in LA Confidential. LA Confidential was great. Forty percent. I'm gonna go. Yeah, it has, I'm. I'm gonna go like twenty six percent. Okay. All right. So we. Forty eight. Forty eight. I was wondering if we we're gonna get closer to fifty percent, but then how? Is it really that bad if it's at fifty percent? Right. Who else is in this movie? I think you can scroll down. But David Arquette apparently is. Da- in this movie. <laughs> is he? Who talking about? Who was on a good run? David Arquette was in a good run. Oh, Jeffrey Jones. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, John Spencer from uh, West Wing. Oh, man. Wow. It was good. It's okay. good. I'm going to add this to the list. It, I, it's a good. It's been a while. I, I have probably haven't seen it since college, but I enjoyed the shit out of him in college. Okay. All right. Now the last movie here. Fallen. Fallen with Denzel Washington. I've thought about watching this movie so many times over the past like two months or three months. 
just it keeps showing up. Like, uh-huh. are you are you familiar with Fallen? Yeah, I think John Goodman. This one, I think, yes, with the like the ghost, like yeah, it's a <gasps> like kind of. I have never seen this movie, but I I'm aware. I watched it like I think when we rented it, we watched it twice because really? I, I enjoyed it that much. Just to, this is a is this a cerebral thriller kind of thing? Oh, I don't know about cerebral. No, no. I, is it a thriller? Oh uh, yeah, it's a thrill. I mean, okay. take I mean like the Bone Collector, another Denzel Washington. That's movie. what. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I mean another Golden like gathering. I mean just a a police procedural. Mm-hmm. But he's hunting a killer. I mean, he's hunting a, a demon that like jumps from body to body. Oh. James Gandolfini was in this. Lou. Donald Sutherland was in this. This movie was supposed to be big, and it wasn't. Two hours and four minutes. I I remember enjoying it. They used um, time is on my side. Uh, as kind of a haunting melody. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I mean, it's a, it's one of those things where I would, I would probably trust this list. Yeah. To watch. Oh, you want to go watch Warcraft? No, no, there's certain (laughs) things I won't do. Okay. Because the optics don't look good. Real meatloaf situation. I've never, I would never play World of Warcraft like, the yeah. closest I get to liking World of Warcraft is the South Park version that they did. Like, that's it's fine. It's fine. Anyhow. But, but I would watch, I would give Fallen a chance just to see if it's as bad as Rotten Tomatoes says it is. It was, I remember enjoying it. Because that's the thing about it. Like, it, this is a weird paradox where you're watching something and you're like, because I, mean, I would say 80% of the time. Yeah. Works every time. <laughs> it's correct. <laughs> where I'm like, well, you're right. This is about right. But, Sometimes we're watching, like, well, this is like semi pro. Was like, there's no way it's seven percent. No, semi pro is seven. What's his name? Uh, Bill, uh, not Bill Hader. Bill, uh, who who do I get it mixed up with? Uh, Will Forte. Will Forte. Mm -hmm. Will Forte uh, is great. Hold on, I take that back. Is it Will Forte? Will for in semi pro? Is Will Forte in semi pro? As as the. No, who's the referee? No, uh, yeah, no, who? Because there's an announcer. No, oh no, what's his name? Who's the who's the priest ref? Will Arnett, Andy Richter, and not Andrew Daly. Nope, Matt Walsh, Father oh. Pat the ref. Like, gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's neither what, Bill Hader or no, no. Will why Forte, did I think? Why yeah. did I think Will Forte was the pr- priest that was a ref? I, but is Will? F- is Will Forte in it? Just Will Arnett Will is Ar- uh, one of the announcers. He's the announcer. These two are the announcers. Andrew Daly and Will Arnett are the announcers. And that would be the only character That's those it. guys could be. Is Will Forte? He's not. No. Do me a Patty LaBelle is in it, though. Brian Huskling. That guy is made. Quite. <laughs> the Sonics guy? Uh. Yeah. No. Sonic's guy? Is he one of the Sonic's guy? I don't know. That guy, he's made the rounds in so many things. He's so great. I love him. He's not one of the Sonic's guy, but he's the guy that you get confused with one of the Sonic's guy. But again, this it's not a bad it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. It's like I think to characterize a movie to say it's not bad is its own world. It's like, are you gonna be disappointed? No. Are you gonna be like that changed my life? No. But it's not bad. 
if semi pro changed your if semi pro <laughs> the will for will ferrell movie changed your life you've got a problem and at, and the, at end the end of the day, day <laughs> this, this could be a podcast this could be a podcast <laughs> Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in, guys. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, everybody downloading and listening to this nonsense every single week. If you can do me a favor, uh, can you just write, this is mostly nonsense on your review uh, for Apple Podcasts. That'd help a lot. But then also, a winky face just so that you, everyone knows it's a joke. Or, or Yeah, or just like, well, but this is obviously right. sarcasm, like in parentheses or with a... Some kind of asterisk or something. Also, check us out on Twitter, TCBA underscore podcast, because that's where we make the magic happen. Exactly. And we're also on Facebook. Uh, we're also going to be exploring some other platforms here at the beginning of the year. And, uh, you know, just check us out anywhere. We're going to be in, uh, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we also trying to venture into other things as well, I guess. Maybe. I get, I'd hope so. Come check us out. I'm obviously a piece of fish. <laughs> <laughs>